hello, hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Hopefully. That was weird. Like, I completely went dark. We went completely dark. Hold on. Let's try this again. Can you guys hear me? Hopefully. Let me check my, my team on my monitors. Can you guys hear me over there? Yes, no. I can see you over there in case you guys... Can you guys hear me? That was weird. What in the hell? I don't know. All right. Um, I don't know what happened, guys. I'm not going to even give y'all an excuse. Um, weirdness. We're just going to chop it up to aliens. Um, Welcome to the Kid Casper Podcast. I'm your gracious, beautiful, blessed, beloved, and black host, the kid they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for King of Development. I'm that menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am as long as he is still relevant. Um, So... Okay, cool. My as long as my sister says she can hear me, that's all that matters. Auntie Maya in North Kakalaka can hear me. That's all good. I probably freaked everybody out um, in the in my chat and everything, but there's nothing to be nervous about. We got this. Um, so we know why we're here today, guys. Um, you know, it's been it's been a lot going on um, that we've seen around the world. Um, there's been a lot going on as far as what, <clears throat> okay, cool. Drew, you can hear me too. It's been a lot going on as far as what people of color have had to endure during the last couple of weeks. Um, and you know, we want to keep having this conversation. Um, one of the things I said at this, I actually had a meeting today and somebody was like, well, when are you going to stop talking about racism? You know what I mean? And for me, as a Christian, as a disciple of Christ, um, I'm going to keep doing my Lord and Savior's work until my Lord and Savior returns. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> white supremacists, um, Satan's agents, um, powder mayonnaise um, advocates, and everybody that's coming in against me, and that is my opposition, and you are not an accomplice or an ally, well, you're just going to get the smoke, and I don't think you really have the lungs for it, so we're just going to drop the intro real quick. So, if this is your first time tuning in today, um, hello, I'm the crazy kid they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for King in Development, you know, menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am, as long as he is still relevant. Um, taco enthusiast, um, Christian raptivist, yes, Christian slash raptivist, um, Christian slash raptivist. Let me say that again, Christian slash raptivist. I'm a rapper and an activist. I'm about that action. I love Jesus, but you will get a smack in today. I'm a little pissed off, to be honest with y'all. There's a lot that I got to kind of unpack, and I know there's a lot of people that are probably going to come here with some BS. Guess what? Um, You're going to get bliggity blocked. I don't really have time for it because, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what the, I don't know what, how to describe this. Um, I don't have time for it. I just don't have time. Um, I'm not going to sit here and argue with people that Harriet Tubman would have shot in the face. So I'm just going to say just like that. And if that sounds like hate speech, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell y'all. So I got my moderators, Divinity, stand up in the comment section. 
you know, y'all be good. Show some love. Everybody, I know that some of my panelists have showed up today. Um, first person I'm going to bring up is my dear little sister in one of the most racist states in the country. Um, Sarah, first off, once again, I just... Uh, I can't hear you. I want to give you your flowers real quick because one thing I wanted to touch on before is this wouldn't necessarily be happening if you and me had never reached out. So, you know, not only am I honored and it is an absolute privilege to be doing this with you, to be, you know, being a good people for good trouble, pissing off white supremacy, that sort of thing. But, you know, glad to have you here today. How are you doing today? pretty good it's good to be back thanks for having me again of course you know um i think the important thing about this conversation is that this is a conversation we have when we're not online and one thing i tell people is it's one thing to do the moves you know to like you know play the game but until you decide to do these moves in practice the moves in the game are not going to be as important so if we're going to do these things publicly, we need to do it privately. And I think we have a pretty good, I, would, I don't know how to describe it. We have a very blended family in the sense that's kind of been here with us. Um, I'm going to add in Brother X. Um, he's been apparently driving crazy kids all day because, you know, he's <laughs> a bus driver. He also yeah. got a new car. So can we um can we clap it up for King real quick because he got a new car today. Um, how are you doing yeah. today, sir? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right, man. Uh like you said, got a new car recently. Um, feels great. The way I fell into it, um, I feel like there was something, you know, someone up there is doing something for me. So I respect that. Um, and I'm just here to, you know, hopefully, like you said, continue this conversation in a good faith, positive way. Um, you know, like we've said in the past, it's not about, um, you know, keeping track of who's done what to who. Um I want to, I want to at least talk about things that can actually solve these issues, you know. So I'm good. To, I'm glad to be here. It's good to see everyone. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm happy to see everybody. Um, it, it's like it, it's weird. It's like <clears throat> this has turned into a techie version of like a family reunion and stuff like that. So then it's like, oh, you've grown so much. You've done something different with your hair. Um, I'm gonna go and pick on my one of my other little sisters in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know which part because that's not really important. But Sister Emily, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay. I'm just. I got home from school and now I'm here. So, yep. <laughs> well, we're we're lucky, blessed. It is a privilege to have you. And you know, last but certainly certainly, I don't. I bit my tongue as I was talking, which is really sad. I don't know how that happened, but guess what? I don't care because Jesus loves me. And if anybody judges me, headbutt a knife. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> but last but certainly not least, um, somebody who's become, uh, once again, just another one of my sisters in this space that we've established. Um, we talk online, offline. Um, she's just dripping in melanin in class and, you know, she just... She just knows how to work it. She she got all dolled up today and everything like that. She got some nice lights. Everybody, Queen Jordan, say say hi to Queen real quick. How are you doing today, uh, my sister? <laughs> hello, hello, my loves. It's great to be back. I am so excited to see you all again and catch up because this really is becoming like family. And I'm just really excited and blessed to be here back for the remix. <laughs> 
the remix. Do they even do remixes nowadays? Now that I think about it, it seems like such a, as Sarah likes to put it, an old people thing. I don't know if it is considered old, but you know what? She disrespects us a lot, so I'm not going to really try to argue with her here. But so one of the things that one thing that we should first um, now do, and I feel like I'm just going to be responsible in doing this. Um, even though I asked you, how are you doing? Let's be real for a second. Um, how are you guys doing today um, with, I guess, like the state of the country? Um, and are, like, where are you at? Um, one to ten. One being really bad, 10 being really good. Where are you guys at mentally, emotionally, physically? Um, let us know. Let the people know, man. Anybody can go first. X, is that you? Wait, okay. I right. guess um, I'd say a seven, probably. Learn new things every day. Not good things, but um, I mean, sadly, it's kind of what it is. And when you say it is what it is, what do you mean by that? Because like I said, one thing I learned yesterday, and Jordan can attest to this, um, talking about these things as far as issues is important, but sharing your experience not so much makes it more real. And you don't owe these people this story. But I think people need to understand the gravity of like what people of color go through. So if you feel like expounding on it, what does that mean to you when you say it is what it is? Okay, for me, um, I really grew up fairly sheltered, so it feels like just this year, with everything that's gone on, I've really kind of had to take off my rose-colored glasses and open my eyes to what has been happening and these horrendous hate crimes and the discrimination within America and even with all, all over the world. And that's when I've had to really kind of realize that, hey, I am still a person of color, no matter my background and who raised me. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, anybody else out of my brothers and sisters, ex, uh, queen, y'all got anything for me? Yeah, um, I'm at a solid, um, I'm at a solid six, just because it took me a hot minute, um, to not be, um, to not focus on every every single thing that goes wrong and be like, oh, here's this other thing, here's this other thing, here's this other thing, like. Yes, the individual things like affects people and our tragedies and and whatnot, but getting caught up in the getting caught up in the headlines, right? Getting getting caught up in the breaking news every time news breaks, um, that will wear me down um, in terms of activism. So it's like it's like Queen Jordan said, um, you know, activism. You know, it's a backpack. Put it down. Come back to it. You know, so I've had to do that recently. I understand that. I definitely get that for sure. Um, Queen, you got some. First off, um, I'm over here fixing my technical issues, but Queen said something that I thought that was really, really good for fellow activists, especially people of color during this time. Um, and I think that this would be a great gem to kind of deposit in everybody's spirit and i told her myself personally it really ministered to me even though she wasn't talking to me she was talking to me it'd be like how the past would be off in your business but queen if you wanted to one answer how you are doing and two kind of break down what x had just shared about the backpack analogy yeah absolutely um so i guess in terms of how i'm doing i like to think of it in terms of like how i'm doing as an individual and how i'm doing in relation to the rest of the country 
Um, so as an individual, I've actually had a pretty solid, solid week. I've did some, some hard things, some big girl things. So I'm pretty, pretty solid out of seven. Um, but emotionally with the sake of the country and with the, the state of what activism looks like and the labor that's left to be done, I'm probably at like a four or a five. So I guess I'm averaging out right around X at about a six. Um, but in terms of the backpack analogy and, and which is why I, I like to think of myself both as how I'm doing as an individual and my own personal life and how I'm doing in relation to the rest of the world. Um, activism's like a backpack and it's like definitely something that you need to keep on you. It's a necessary part of maneuvering through the world and trying to get all the things you need to get done done. But at the same time, it's heavy and it's hard to carry all the time. And so it's okay to take the backpack off your back and put it down. But like a backpack, you don't just want to like drop it and abandon it and leave it in like a ditch somewhere and never come back because then you'll lose all your stuff. Um, but it's okay to like take the backpack off, sit down, don't touch it. Like a backpack on the weekends, maybe don't do your homework. Maybe just let it let it sit there, let it chill. Um, but always come back to it because the work's never done, but you can't work around the clock either. So, yeah. While I'm getting myself situated, she's still not back. All right, so this is what we're going to do because Satan is clearly trying to mess with things in my state, and I'm not going to let that happen. So y'all can still hear my voice. And the good thing about this podcast is it's going to be converted to audio version anyway. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to kind of check in on, and I'm going to ask this for Jordan first because this is kind of pertaining to her backpack um, analogy in which she was using earlier. Um, so... Let's just bring up one of my favorite segments, and I hope my camera starts working before this segment ends, uh, the Friendly Neighborhood Negro News. Almost got it. Almost got it. Almost got it. Ah, gotcha, Satan, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Prayer works. Um, that's all I got to say. Um, anyway, so this, um, the last couple of weeks, we have been all waiting and experiencing this tremendous amount of, I guess, trauma. That's the best way to describe it. We've all been dealing with this immense amount of pressure in a lot of ways. Simply because the Derek Chauvin trial is going on right now. Um, you know, and just to want to make sure I emphasize when I say this is the Derek Chauvin trial, because I think people have forgotten that Derek Chauvin is the man that killed George Floyd. Um, and with us, in a lot of ways, like, yes, we don't want to forget George Floyd, but the headlines they keep reading is, Oh, it's the George Floyd trial. No, it's the white man that killed George Floyd that is on trial. So everybody's going through this extreme suspense. Um, there's been footage that was leaked, and I kind of want to talk about this, but I really want 
my melanated sister, Jordan, to kind of dig into this first. So apparently the prosecutors have felt compelled to ask, you know, the witnesses and everything like that. Um, they have asked the witnesses, you know, people like, for instance, the person that was recording George Floyd with the knee on his neck. Prosecutors are asking, hey, were you angry while this was going on? You know, did it make you upset? What did, did it seem to like pull up some feelings for you? And for those that understand the law and you know what the okie doke they're trying to do, um, if they can get you to admit that it has pulled an emotional response out of you, they could try to say that your perception may have been altered or it is not it basically it could have been altered and it's you don't have the what's the word the purest of intentions so sister jordan queen jordan my beautiful chocolate sister would you like to one share your thoughts on this and two kind of get into this like this is this is some heavy stuff right now for sure yeah so i um Growing up, I was actually like super into law. Like I considered going to law school for a pretty considerable length of time. Um, so I understand on one hand, I understand what the defense is trying to do because the defense is trying to say like, number one, if your perception of what was happening is skewed, then you think he killed him, but he didn't really kill him. It was the drugs in his system. Um, but you know, you can't keep a knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes and some change and expect nothing bad to not happen. So um, that's irrelevant. But the second thing that they're trying to do is trying to make it seem like everybody else contributed to George Floyd's death, but Chauvin. And in doing so, it's, oh, like he couldn't pay attention to George Floyd because, you know, the crowd was angry and this person was angry and he was yelling and all this other stuff. And it's essentially trying to deflect blame and just create enough doubt. What I think is really interesting is number one, I've been thinking about this a lot, the fact that what white privilege looks like is the fact that we are sitting in this trial at all, because if anybody else had kept their knee on somebody else's neck for nine minutes, they wouldn't have the audacity and the gall to plead not guilty to this. Um, it is it is white privilege and some type of police privilege, I guess, to honestly, truly think that you can do that and then not get away with it enough to take this to trial. But on a separate note, I think it is definitely worth noting how they are working over time to demonize the black people around them to say like, oh, like, you know, you were angry and black people are angry and in your anger, you were violent and aggressive and all of this rage. When the logical response to seeing somebody, and I hate to say it, but to see somebody get crushed to death is anger. It is, it is rage. It is confusion. It is hurt. And so it's incredibly dehumanizing to be like, oh, you were angry. You weren't seeing what you were seeing or oh, you were feeling some type of way and therefore you were distracting Chauvin. Like, no, I saw a man kill a man and I responded logically and emotionally. But I think it's a lot to be said about the way that black people have had their humanity removed um, to where we can be painted negatively and painted in that light for simply having an emotional response to something emotionally traumatizing. And the one thing I think is like disgusting to me <clears throat> is... Okay, I'm gonna try to be delicate here, but what happened to George Floyd was the closest thing I've ever seen to a lynching, essentially, like for the world to see. So it was like a modern day lynching. And, you know, for us to kind of go through this again, essentially, 
Um, and for us to kind of go through this again, and then after what happened on the Capitol, you know, this is stuff that used to haunt like our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Like this is stuff that actually used to like, you know, it was uh it was legislation for them to just run amok, you know, with their powdered mayonnaise and inflict fear in black folks and everything like that. But I say that to like I say that to be serious because everybody in my community group knows I was, you know, capital's happening. I'm like, look at these niggas climbing the wall. They look just doggone silly. But then the next day I couldn't get out of bed. And I couldn't even explain why. It was literally like just in my bones. It didn't feel good. So I think it's just it's disgusting. It's enraging. Um it's it it just it kind of rem- it, I guess for me it just makes me remember and I don't want to say this like so I have this like I have this another analogy for the NFL um instead of National Football League I think it stands for personally and I just equated to this country nigga fall in line because when stuff like this happens they use language and they use speech to kind of just let you know hey um we run this here don't forget it um, if you even think about forgetting it, we're going to remind you real quick. Um, Brother X, you got anything for me on the subject? Sorry, I had to find my mouse. Um, yeah, man, it's the the. I mean, it's it's there's a there's a lot to this. First, like like Jordan said, the idea that any person would would stand there and watch someone get crushed to death. And not react with panic, fear, rage at another human being killed, regardless of what they've done in their past that they were not aware of at the time, mind you, um, is is abs- <clears throat> is absurd to me. And it's the it's this the idea that um, oh, you're only angry because it was a white guy and it was a black guy and and you're black and he's black and not, and you're just uh, all the black people are just angry together a cop murdered a guy over something that hadn't even been confirmed yet over at the time like it still hasn't been confirmed i'm pretty positive but re- regardless at the time it wasn't you know confirmed so just the idea that um th- this cop can can murder a guy and plead not guilty and the excuse is, well, uh, he was on drugs and maybe did a fake dollar, a $20 bill. So <laughs> also I'm a cop. Hello. Uh, like, and that's, and, and people are just supposed to accept that as, oh yeah, that's the way things are now. Like, screw that, man. I'm not, I'm not with it. And yes, I'm going to be angry about it because people would balk. The same people who are saying, well, <laughs> what do you expect? Would balk if they were put in the same situation over something that hadn't even been confirmed that they had done yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if, imagine if, um, someone thought you stole something, you know, like, I don't know. I haven't been followed in the store, but I'm sure maybe some people watching have had someone like follow them in the store or whatever. And, uh Oh, they think I stole something. Imagine getting crushed to death for that. Like, you know, like as if it can't happen, to the people who are saying, well, <laughs> that's the police. What do you expect? It's, it's unreal. It's unreal to me. The thing that I think is um, kind of fascinating about all this. 
and Sister Sarah might be able to attest to this in a lot of ways. People are just not good at reading the room. Or more specifically, <clears throat> hold on, because Beloved came through here yesterday, and I really appreciate it. First off, you're not allowed to compliment my sister. You don't know her yet. Secondly, appreciate you coming back. I have a we have we've reached the UK, y'all. By the way, um, <laughs> he said I'm pretty sure Jordan does not need makeup. She's naturally to be. I agree, but you know what? You're not allowed to give my sister compliments. I don't appreciate that. But um, <laughs> but um, so but I've noticed this <clears throat> in a lot of ways is that black people are on edge. You know, and I mean just freakishly on edge. Um, and now it's kind of like I don't know how to describe it. It's like they're they're we're being we're being demonized for being angry. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it it's it's the it's so dehumanizing for us for them to be like, oh well, you you're pissed off about this just because it was this. No, like we saw somebody that looks like us that was killed. Um. And then I'm going to kind of take this back to um, something that, like, personally, my sister has been going through. Um, people have been trying to, they, they've been trying to, like, pacify us during this time. Um, I've seen my, I've seen my little sister personally on her live and in people's comment section. I'm paying attention. Like I said, I'd be stalking y'all. Um, <laughs> people trying to minimize what's happening during this time. Sarah, I don't know if you wanted to um, share your thoughts on that depends on which instance you're talking about i mean are you talking about are you talking about the hate crimes that have gone on or are you talking about the misogyny um girl because there's a whole like list of things like i legitimately got on a live where i had to um where i was saying why i myself as a woman in america just as a woman am scared of some men and why i don't and why I carry what I carry around because I don't know. And I legitimately had someone come in there in the entire time calling me crazy that I need therapy. And so it's just, it's the amount of gaslighting that I sadly have had to get used to. I've been um, <laughs> just a little, it gets irritating at times, but it happens. It happens a lot. And I want to be honest, a lot of, especially POC women, um, our voices are not heard, especially when it comes to these things. And we deal with like people saying that, oh, well, you know, you're, you're being crazy. There's other things going on. Like, oh, so you're saying my struggles are not important. Why can't you just, you know, like, why can't you just sit there and listen? So instead I decided like, okay, you know what? Some people aren't going to choose to listen to me. So what I'm going to do is I went to the, um, it was the national sexual violence center where they, wrote off statistics, I wrote them down and I told them in a live and I even told them in a video. So, hey, I'm coming out with you statistics here, okay? You wanna, you wanna say that, oh, that's wrong. Why don't you go to the website yourself? Why don't you check it out, okay? Like, I'm giving you what I have. These are the facts, whether or not you accept them is honestly up to you and proves how ignorant you truly are. One thing I wanna talk about and I'm happy that you, and I'm just happy that you continue to do this, um, is you don't, and I think this is a conversation that people kind of need to have that we're having. And I think that this is something that we kind of, 
I like y'all know I don't rehearse these things. I freestyle all this. I do all this off the dome. I'm not really good at freestyling, but I freestyle when it comes to my podcast. But um, one of the things that I think that we need to talk about is we need to talk about the like 101 of like allyship. Or I don't even like the word allies anymore. I prefer the word accomplices. But I think even using language like just because I'm going through this does not one invalidate what another person is going through. Like you spoke, you said women of color. You didn't say, well, only I'm going through this. I didn't, you didn't say like, well, only Asians are getting fetishized or anything. You're saying like women of color in general. So I think that's something that we need to talk about as far as what's the word one cultural, cultural sensitivity amongst marginalized groups, but the importance of knowing what it's like to be an ally to different communities. Um, you're kind of outnumbered until Emily gets back. Um, but <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll, we will go easy on you. Um, but there's also some things that we could learn from you as well. Um, and I think the one thing that we kind of need to know, and this is not, first off, I'm going to say it again. Um, you know, I, I started off the podcast with this, but please be respectful with the comment in the comment section because, well, I mean, I love Jesus, but I also like fighting people and I know a lot of people in the, around the country. So let's just, let's just not get greasy in the comment section. Okay. Like I want y'all to have a good time here tonight, but I think what's important that we need to know as far as allies go, we need to know what hurts one another during this time. Um, and because I, and I think this is only right, um, because the black woman is the most, what's the word? The black woman is the most dehumanized, brutalized, you know, being just creature in this, on this planet. Um, I think you need to go first queen, if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a big part of what I do and a big part of where I stand as an aspiring activist is in intersectionality because I have a lot of conversations with, I have a lot of conversations with white women and I have a lot of conversations with black men. And as of late, I'm noticing that people understand oppression, but only to the extent upon which they are experiencing the oppression. Um, people have a hard time understanding that you can be both the oppressed and the oppressor. You can both have white privilege and not have class privilege. You can have male privilege and not have white privilege. Like you can have some or all or none or neither. And I think that is something that we are all having, we are all starting to finally have conversations about. And I think it's really important to really have those conversations because otherwise like nobody's free until we're all free. And if we only advocate for ourselves and nobody really gets free. And so I think a lot about how, like in this George Floyd trial, for example, or not George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, I think a lot about how his fam George Floyd's family was like, you know, if we can get justice, then we can finally breathe. And I'm like, that's cool. That's great. That's Gucci and everything. But at the end of the day, the work isn't done. We're not done because if, if George Floyd gets justice, because at the end of the day, Breonna Taylor didn't. And we have seemed to kind of forgotten the way that went down and just how you shady that talk. thing was. You better talk. Keep but going. Like everybody's forgotten Breonna. Everybody went, Brianna, it's been 167 days since Breonna Taylor. Shut up. Because when push came to shove, y'all vanished. Y'all pulled an avatar and you vanished. Ooh. So I don't want to hear it. Because we hear a lot about how, oh, if, if he gets justice, we can all breathe. We can't breathe. The foot is still 
if the foot is not on the black male's neck, it will always be on the black woman's neck. And we need to have discussions about that and conversations about that and really understand that like, just because I experience, like I do not exist exclusively in my blackness or exclusively in my womanness. And I, I think Sarah can attest in similar ways. Like we don't operate the world as one or the other. We are permanently and consistently both. And so the other day, not to rant, but I had a, oh God, I had a black man. We were talking, everything made sense. We were you know, conversating like good normal people. And he says, you know, I just don't think black men can be affected by the patriarchy. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, patriarchy stems from the word patriotism. And we didn't have that until Christopher Columbus. And I was like, shoot me in the eyes. Take me out. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can no longer play the game with you. Um, because he, he, was, he understood oppression up until it came to blackness. And the idea that he benefited somehow, some way in America was something he did not want to engage in. Conversely, I've had white women say like, hey, I'm like, you're excluding women of color from conversations about um, sexual assault. Because that's what's big on TikTok right now. And they said, why are you doing it by race? Like, we're all women. And I was like, we're, we're all women, except when women of color speak, you silence us. There's, there's intersectionality here that people have a really hard time thinking about. And that gets compounded when you add things like sexuality, when you add things like disability, like disabled people just bulldoze over in all conversations. And for what and for why? Like in Rochester, New York, two black men have been killed at least in the middle of a mental health crisis, we don't talk about mental health in terms of our relationship in the world. We don't talk about all the compounding circumstances. We only talk about intersectionality and oppression when it comes to us. And we need to really push beyond myself and my bubble and understand how I operate in a world designed on oppression. Because it's not just in my neighborhood, it's in all neighborhoods. So we need to work in all neighborhoods to get free. That's it. First off, can I just tell you, every time you speak, it's like soul food. Like every time, every time, like you speak, like every time you talk, it's like good. Oh my goodness. Pork chops and collard greens. Go ahead. It's the poetry. Maker. It's the poetry. Maker. <laughs> um, and X, if, it, if you don't mind, my brother, we're just going to have our, we're just going to have our sisters go first. Um, either one of um, them. All right, uh, I'm serious. So either either Z or E. Which one of y'all? Eeny, meeny, miny. Okay, since you were kind of hiding for the longest, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. I was okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So one of the things that I said that it's important as far as that we need to do. I don't like the word allyship. As far as accomplices, is it's one thing to fight for one another, but we need to understand what hurts one another. And so one of the things I asked um, Queen Jordan was, as a black woman, what hurts you? And, you know, your experience is always going to be different from Sarah's. You know, I believe just like the black, you know, the black experience is not a monolithic experience. I think that your experience is going to be different from Sarah's, which is why I'm not going to have you speak for Sarah and I'm not going to have Sarah speak for you. So come on I, with it. Putting me on the spot. <laughs> Hey, hey, yo, and also look here. We we ain't here to tickle no ears or breastfeed adults. We here to we here to step on. We we out here to knock over powder mayonnaise, and we ain't here. To, we just not with it. So let your hurt be heard. Speak what you need to speak, and you know if it gets too crazy, I'll mute you a couple of times. Meaning like if you start dropping like a thousand f bombs, but <laughs> I'll try my best. Is, it's okay. You got this. Um, I think just like having people listen to what I have to say and what just my own experiences, because I've had people where they're just like, oh, that's not true. Oh, like, it doesn't matter. 
I just had a conversation like that. Oh, it just like, you know, I don't think they're trying to invalidate my feelings, but they're just like, oh, it wasn't a big of a deal. But just as, you know, a queer uh, Asian woman, like I have my own experiences. And when people try to deny them, that's like, it's hurtful. So people just listening and understand, they don't even have to fully understand, but trying to understand how I feel. Who are these thirsty dudes in my comment section? She doesn't want to give you her discord. Like, can you listen to what she is talking about? My goodness. That's what I was talking about. Who are you? Irrelevant fan energy. They are, they are fans. Hey, yo, first off, B, like, did you run out of lotion? Is that why you're not, you're on my YouTube stream? Is that what's happening? (laughs) My good, hey, hey, this is the Kid Casper podcast. Only thing I sugarcoat is Kool-Aid. That's it. Continue, my sister. I'm sorry. Go ahead. you're, you're, You're good. But, you know, just people invalidating experiences when I call it out, like, especially on my platform, I always get comments, doesn't matter what, like, what I talk about. They're just like, oh, it's not, I got a comment the other day where it's like, oh, I haven't seen racism, so it's not true. Like, what type of BS is that? Like, just because it doesn't happen right next door to you doesn't mean that it's not going on. So just people, like, invalidating, you know, my experiences or other people's experiences, like, that's just really harmful. And so I think just people need to start to just understand and open their ears and just watch the world around them. I think that is like, I think that would be extremely helpful um, and not just being like, you're wrong. Like, like, yeah, just listening to one another, I think. And just learning from each other, learning from personal experiences. Cause I feel like I've learned more from personal, from other people's personal experiences than just like the news outlet. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that's, that's super important. Um, Sister Sarah, what you got for me? I mean, the same thing. It is not hard to listen. I don't know what you're going through, but I am trying to explain what I am going through. I don't need you here invalidating me or bringing up some something else because what I want to get across is I am Asian American. I, I was raised in America. I know there are a lot of harmful things that are going on in Asia and in China that I do not agree with, but do not come at me trying to undermine my experiences with what is happening there. I am talking about what is happening here that I that I am trying my best to fix and I don't need you coming in to invalidate me with other information. I will talk about it. Is it important? Yes, it is important, but that should never be used to undermine someone else's experiences. Another thing I want to say, um, my parents, they're both- One second real quick. One second. Hey, Max, you've been promoted to a moderator. Can you get these um, weirdos in my comment section? Thank you, God bless you. Go ahead, my sister. so my parents, they're white. I love them to death. I'm adopted. And, but currently with what has happened in so far and what I've had to go through, um, they're like, what can we do for you? What can we do? And I've realized you can listen. You can stop telling me that I'm brave. You can stop telling me to rise above it all, to stick my, to have, to just be, to be brave and have a strong head to fake it till I make it. That's not how any of this works. I don't need that. That's not going to help me. The only thing you can do for me at the end of the day right now is listen to me and be here and listen to me talk about this because it is hurt. It's hurting me. I'm hurt. And I simply cannot change how I look or my race because I am stuck with it for the rest of my life. And as my parents, I don't have a lot of other people to talk to. You are 
You are my family. You are my ground. I know you don't understand, but please just listen. Please do not tell me to fake it till I make it, to keep my head up high and that I will and to be strong. It is not like that anymore. I am not brave and I don't feel like I am strong. I am just living right now. That is what I'm trying to do. I am just trying to live while informing others on what is happening. And the best you can do to support me and truly help me is to listen to me. And I think one thing that we have to kind of accept um, is, and I'm going to keep it a buck 50 with you. Um, and I told you the other night when we were talking, um, it's okay to not be okay. You know what I mean? And I want you to see me. That's why I zeroed in on me for a second. You know, it's okay to not be okay during this time. What we're going through as a people talking about people of color, you know, um, black indigenous people of color, this is not normal. You know, I always tell people the bare minimum of your privilege is the fact that you get to live in a place we have to survive in. So I'd be damned if you feel like you need to, one, explain, when I say explain yourself, by your tears, your emotions, because your emotions are valid. And that goes for anybody else that's watching this that is a person of color, too. But you specifically, and one thing I'm going to get on you about, and I already told you this, um, though that your family does not understand, you got family on the screen with you. And you know that we're we're here for you regardless. And you got people that adopted you that don't even you don't even know from a can of paint from my family. So if you haven't come to Maryland, you get a plate, and you don't even know where that house gave you the plate from. So you're good. And I keep on telling you, I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you. And you keep doing your thing, um, brother X. You got something where you know once again we're talking about trying to we're trying to get people to understand. How could, the only way you could truly love us is you need to learn how you hurt us. So if we learn what hurts one another, we can learn to heal one another. So my brother, um, black experience is not a monolithic experience. What you got for us? Yeah, um, the the biggest one, and um, I'm copying Jordan a little bit, but the biggest one I see is the um, is the you know well. You can, you're talking about this thing, but what about this other thing? It's it's the you know the the tit for tat that keeps happening. Um, and I came across this quote, and I wish I remember where I got it from. But it's activism is not mutually exclusive, and that means that um, again, it's not mine. I just I heard it somewhere, don't remember where, but it just means that just because you're talking, you might be talking about police reform or addressing uh, you know racism in society or whatever singular issue that does not mean you don't care about anything else or something that has affected other people likewise if you're talking about a certain you know privilege uh that somebody has for example white privilege that does not mean that every single thing that has nothing to do with race in your life is not a bad thing doesn't need to be addressed like yes white privilege is an issue Class uh, class issues are also an issue. Like minimum wage is an issue. Healthcare is an issue. Education is an issue. There are so many issues that aren't about race, but that doesn't mean issues that are about race are not important. And trying to uh, debunk or um, destroy arguments um, around race, around um, you know uh, sexual violence, around singular topics does nothing to solve any issue because all it says is i don't want to talk about this thing it makes me uncomfy the the negativeness is not affecting me so why do i you have to hear talk, about king. it 
Keep going. I'm just nah, uh, keep it's, going. <laughs> it's because that's that's all it is. It's when folks hear about things. I'm I'm going to use white privilege again. They see this like I white privilege. Me? No, not you. That's the thing about it. It's white privilege isn't even a thing that you've done. It's a thing that is thrown on you that you didn't ask for. But that doesn't mean you don't have it and can't be like, all right, I've been given this thing. I don't want it. And it also negatively affects other people. What can I do personally to fix it? But also, you know, recognize that I can't fix everything. There's a there's a balance there that people can't even get to because they're so focused on, I don't have my privilege. I didn't do anything. My ancestors, but I didn't. That's not what it's about. That's not what it is. So it's it's really about it's about listening to again, like Sarah said, listening. Uh, Sarah and Emily said it actually. Um, listening to what people are saying and not taking it as you did this thing, because the only time you'll get attacked for something you've done is when you do something like, oh well, that's crazy. Oh, that doesn't matter. I don't see racism, so it doesn't exist. That's when you get. That's when you get the smoke. But if you don't do that, you don't have to worry about being personally attacked because you because you're not being personally attacked. Yeah, man. Um, oh, he said you get the smoke. I, oh my goodness, uh, Jordan, did you feel the chills on that, my sister? Like, <laughs> just some whole TikTok career in like three minutes. Like, it's just got brilliant. Extra ten out of ten. Ten out of mm. ten. Honestly, I appreciate I you. I appreciate you. Um, only thing, and you know, I try not to talk this much on my own podcast. Weird, I know, right? Um, <clears throat> but I feel like I'm just gonna say this because most of my opposition comes from people. Okay, so I'm just gonna start off by saying I love you. Whoever is watching this, you know, black, white, you know, Hispanic, East Asian. West Asian. Is there a West Asian? My Asian sister's on screen. There's a West Asian. Okay, cool. All right. Y'all better be fact-checking me. If I say something out of pocket, you better put me back in my pocket. You understand me? Because if I be out of pocket like an iPhone and sweatpants, I don't appreciate it. Um, <laughs> But hmm. Holy Spirit guide me. Um, this is not a victim mentality. This is an accountability mentality that we're trying to establish you know what I'm saying? I could care less about how many, I don't know who you are, uh, why my hair look like that. Because God crafted me to look this beautiful. That's why. I don't know why you're in my <laughs> in my comment section if you're going to ask me about my fashion tips. I don't need your fashion tips. I got a shirt with a Millennium Falcon and a rose gold medallion. I don't need tips from you, sir. Get out of my face. Um, but And that if that's not your pronoun. I still, even though I'm frying you right now, I still want to respect pronouns. But anyway, um, <laughs> um. This is not this is not a victim mentality that we are having. This is a accountability mentality. You know what I'm saying? You know, stop telling the cut how to bleed. It doesn't make sense. And stop telling us how to treat our wounds. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm never going to tell I'm never I, even though I tried to on my podcast yesterday, I almost got my baby hair snatched. Um I'm not going to tell I'm not going to tell my um my sister over here, "Hey, I think your hair looks fine, even though she doesn't think her hair looks fine. Because a lot of people say I look good, but I don't think so. And I'm not going to get in that argument with them. That's besides the point. And my screen just went off. I hate this. And I'm back. 
how y'all doing again? Hi, white people. Hi, white people. Hi. Um, <laughs> but if we are not willing to undermine the things that are coming against us, then you have no right to tell us to stop complaining about what comes against us. If you want us to stop talking about racism, do something about racism when you're not being afflicted by racism. So with that being said, the very people that do not deal with the opposition and the turbulence from a system that though they did not create, but they benefit from, use your privilege to abort this system. Or unless you just want more angry black folks. And you know what? I'm angry as hell. Simply because it's piss poor sad how I've seen y'all try to sit here and tell me about patriotism because I don't want to stand for a national anthem. But y'all don't even stand for the people that built this country. What are you talking about? That look like me and look like my brother X and look like my, my sister Jordan. And then the people that look like my sister Sarah and my sister Emily. America doesn't even have any culture without us. Y'all don't even got your own food. All y'all have is Taco Bell. That's the only thing white people have made. I'm sorry. That's the only thing white people have made is Taco Bell. I'm just going to say that. Chinese food. That's from China. You know what I'm saying? Made in China. All that type of stuff. It, America wouldn't be the U.S. without us. So put some respect on my ancestors' name. Put some respect on my brothers' and my sisters' names of all shades. And we can get along. Anyway, it's time for the next segment of the Friendly Neighborhood Negro News. One second. Hold on real quick. No, no, no. Come back here. Whoever you are. What's this say? D racist. Um, Black people can't be racist because white men invented race. Goodbye. You are blocked from my channel. Please get out of here. Headbutt a knife. God bless you. Um, <laughs> I told y'all, do not play with me today. I'm not having it. Max, you're fired. I made you a moderator for five minutes and you're not moderating my chat. My goodness. He said he's doing homework. So. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> How dare he? How dare he sit here and try to get an A and my taxes pay for his school? How dare this oh, man? No. This young, how dare this young man try to try to thrive and excel in the educational system? My goodness. Um. Anyway, that was absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, y'all. I I need to. I should have smoked before we got started, but that's besides the point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and man, let me let me tell you, man. Like, you know, how I was just saying, you know, if you don't do 
the stuff we're saying, like, you know, don't like personally attack people. Don't like, you know, try and invalidate people. Don't try and like, you know, all this stuff you guys are doing in the comments right now, the <laughs> George Floyd smoking pack. You, you are the reason that you get the smoke, my guy. So maybe don't do that. And you won't have people calling you racist and won't have people who don't want to engage with you because the people here who are talking right now will not engage with you seriously, but by doing stuff, but when you're doing stuff like this, it's not going to happen. So when you get kicked out of the conversation, don't get mad at us, get mad at you. Can I, Max, can I, I hold on real quick, Max, I love you. Hold on real quick, Max. I was just kidding, baby boy. I was just kidding. And I love your glorious hair, by the way. I was just, I was just picking on you. I literally only pick on people I care about. Ask Sarah. I get on her <laughs> ginormous forehead all the time. So <laughs> just know that you are loved. <laughs> you are crafted by the, the holiest of holy ones. And we're good. All right. And I don't know who you are. Miners291. <laughs> I will pop off. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Kid Caster Podcast, where white fragility is my favorite salad dressing. And I eat that sh up. Anyway. So, kid, can I just say something real quick? Go ahead, little sister. I need to go smoke. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say, I know most of these trolls are coming from my TikTok because I called someone out that was apparently one of their friends. And like, you guys are the exact reason why I called them out. You guys are the, you guys are just really just showing your true colors. And I, you know, had the conversation with one of the people where it's like, oh, they're just kids. They're 15. I knew when I was 15 not to say that type of crap. So you guys just coming in here. I saw that you guys sent this link in the Discord server. Hi, thanks for getting us more views. Um, thanks for coming to my TikToks. It's just boosting it. Um, but it's really you guys are just showing your true ignorance. Like, and that like that's all I have to say. You guys are truly just showing your ignorance. And if you just want to hate on me, call me like a chink or a jab because you know we all know what happened in that TikTok. Um, that's on you guys. Um, that's not on me. Um, you guys are just really immature. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, real quick, beloved in the UK, bro. I could, I, I, I need pronouns. Beloved, if you want the link, hit me on Twitch. I'll send it to you. I'll make you a moderator, and then I could teach you to be anti-racist. But anyway, um, this is something that I think is important, and I really, 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 really want to be delicate. And you know what? Since she's already fired up, I think I'm gonna have her go first. Um, so. There was a survey that came out. Apparently, there's... <sighs> Why does it have to be my people talking about Christians? Okay, so apparently there are... There's a huge base of white evangelical Christians that do not want to take this vaccine. A couple of different reasons. Um, apparently, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine... I'm not kidding. Y'all about to make faces. Um, apparently, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine... Um, for COVID-19, it has, you know, cells and embryo from like aborted fetuses from 30 years ago, 30 years ago, mind you. And, it, and I'm just, I'm just saying 30 years ago, 30 years ago, it just, it, it Google it. Um, and so, and that, that is a fact, by the way, I'm not going to lie about it, but that has nothing to do with the other two corporations that came up with this vaccine. Um, and it's not like this, it's not like they're like ripping kids off of the street and it's like, haha, you're gonna cure the world. That's not how it works. Um, if anybody thinks that the United States is that twisted, um, then maybe you need to leave this country, white people, anyway. Um, but 
so th- here's a poll that I took up, and it was so dumb. I end up deleting the tweet. So, and I don't know where why this gets so frustrating for me because I'm not the one that's really really affected by this. So there was a poll, and 300 people voted for it on my Twitter. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, please come back and, like, pimp slap people. I mean, just show us your love and, you know, flip our tables, please. But there was a poll. 300 people voted on it. And apparently, I was just curious. So, I asked, do you think that this virus exists? And do you think that Asians are to blame for it? So, the reason I asked this question is because... And I'm not saying you guys obviously did this. This is absolutely, it doesn't work like that. And 45 is an idiot and he's orange and he looks like he smells like a sweat gland. So we're not even going to talk about him too, too much on my podcast. Um, But I think what's so stupid is the very people that are making this virus spread the most are one saying it doesn't exist, but then are blaming the people at the same time. And if I'm this frustrated about it, I can only only imagine what my east asians you guys are east asians i didn't even know there was a there's a west or north are there north asians what's a north asian there are okay anyway um because you're already fired up you could go first come on e the uh, what what you got for me on this subject oh my god i'm so ignorant that's like uh, um, I've had conversations with people at school where it's like, oh, you're to blame for it. Again, I go to a predominantly white school. They aren't the brightest people in the entire world. Um, but yeah, I've like just the fact that people don't believe that COVID exists. And then it, it's like we've been in this pandemic. We've been in this panoramic for over a year now. How does it seem like it just doesn't exist like masks are a norm they like if you go out without a mask you are looked at as weird there's this girl that posted a picture of her on snapchat without a mask and i know so many people were just like why the hell aren't you wearing a mask um so it's just a norm now where it's like i feel like people are getting better with believing that you know covid exists because i like at the very beginning of the pandemic there were a lot of people who were like oh it just doesn't exist but it's just so like people are dying people are in hospital beds there are doctors and nurses who are putting 16-hour shifts just to save people and they don't believe that COVID is here they don't believe that we're you know we're all suffering and it's just crazy to me that people like I when people tell me that like oh it doesn't exist I really don't have any words for them it's just that they need to get educated they are stupid as oh Yep, they're just stupid, and I'm trying to keep my. Look at you. you know what? I pre- y'all are growing on me. Go ahead, keep. T- I mean, don't cuss, but like, continue. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my cussing minimal. God, but God bless just, you, little sister. Continue. <laughs> it's just like how, and then like the hate crimes. Like I've gotten comments where it's like, oh, these. That's not. It's not motivated by racism. If multiple Asians, especially elders, being attacked every single week, especially after, you know, the Atlanta shooting and all of that, how do people not see that this is racially motivated? Um, Because after, you know, the cop said, oh, he just had a bad day. Now I'm going to have to go outside and just worry if somebody else is going to have a bad day. Um, 
and I was talking with my sister about that. I'm like, you need to be safe because who knows? Say that one more time. Say that one more time, please. You I'm said gonna... you said the cop said what I'm gonna I'm gonna blow you up one more time. Say that one more time for white America. Go ahead. The cop said that oh, the shooter just had a bad day, but now I'm going to have to go outside and worry if somebody else is going to have a bad day. That is terrifying, and I'm not only going to have to worry for my family, but also myself now. I wasn't really worried for myself. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. But now it's really just, you know, is it going to happen to my brother? Is it going to happen to my sister? Like, what's going to happen if somebody has a, a, a bad day? Yeah, and I think that's the most terrifying thing about this. Um, it's funny. I spoke at a protest, and I think I might have sent it to. I think I might have sent it to Z. I'm not sure if I did or not, but I was like, "You act like people of color don't have bad days." Like, sorry, Timmy, your mom took your Xbox because she found out what you were doing with her lotion bottle. But that doesn't mean you have to go and be a dick. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I think that's really disgusting when this, and I think like it's disgusting in two ways. One, please stop. Get your own lotion. Anyway, um, but <laughs> as far as like what's going on with you guys talking about like this pandemic, and I say that you guys are being affected by two of them because you're going through a pandemic and a clandemic. And, and one thing, Matter of fact, we I, I was scared for you, and you can kind of expound on that a little bit. But freshly after Atlanta, I remember texting you. I think I texted you or called you. But anyway, there was like a shooting in Colorado. I don't know if you wanted to kind of talk about what was going through your head during this time. You're muted. I, I realized that after I said, yeah. I got you. <laughs> um. When I didn't even know about that there was a shooting, probably like an hour away from me, and that's where my sister lives. Um, and so I was just like, because it was right after the Atlanta shooting, I'm like, is the genuinely the first thought that went through my head is that is somebody else having a bad day? And that never should be a thought that goes through somebody's head is, you know, one, is somebody having a bad day? And two, um, is my sister gone? Um, I called her, she was safe, and she's at her boyfriend's. But yeah, that's just like the thought process of if my sister's going to be okay or my friend's okay or her friend's okay. Is somebody having a bad day? And then, you know, the shooting was horrific. Um, but again, I hate how my first thought was, is somebody going to be having a bad day? But yeah. And I, the reason I wanted to kind of bring that up is because you guys are starting to, I don't like to, okay. You guys in a lot of ways, and which is why I wanted you guys to go first on this, but you guys are pretty much <clears throat> developing your own version of like what it's like to have PTSD as a person of color in this country. I'm not saying you didn't have any before, but the fact that there's a shooting after like it targeted like you guys, as far as like your community specifically, even though it could be happening states from you, that can't help you, that can't make you guys feel good um, during this time. And because I don't like to speak over my brothers and my sisters, um, because it affects everybody differently. Um, but Sarah, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, like, as the world's slowly opening back up, we're seeing these shootings happen more and more. Like, what is this doing for you, honestly? 
oh, you know, the coronavirus is kind of, well, not coming to an end. Things are starting to open and back up when, you know, there are more mass, mass shootings everywhere. It's just how it is in America, isn't it? Uh, but um, how I feel about it is I never really, growing up, I never really felt I ever had to worry, which I can say I live with that. I live with that privilege, definitely with class privilege. Um, I grew up with a lot of that. But um, now that a lot of these things happen, that I've dealt firsthand with fetishization and just the sick, twisted minds of people, it's extremely disheartening. The fact that um, this white man who had an unhealthy fetishization towards these Asian women and saw them as nothing but a sexual temptation that he quote unquote wanted to eliminate. And then when he was caught the whoever said it was like he was just having a bad day because we all have bad days you know but we're not gonna go kill people that's not what we're gonna do and then we're not gonna blame it on whether or not this man had a sex addiction and not go with the fact that it was a targeted hate crime that he would it was obviously a hate crime what is so hard to say that it was a hate crime and something i just recently learned um what makes me fear even more is um 68 percent according to this news article that I found by Kimmy Yam posted March 6th, March 16th, 2001, 61% of hate crime reports, um, Asian hate crime are by women and 29 are by men. So apparently Asian women are now considered easier targets so that really makes me question am i going to be safe now when i go outside are people just going to look at me you know because either they have a sick desire towards me or they hate me because they blame me for this virus so that that fucking sucks <laughs> you you were like a sour patch kid i love how like emily like did try to cuss my podcast and i'm just kidding because i know you i know I'm, I'm trying i'm busting you i'm busting you back a little bit but and i think like that's the thing and i don't know if this i don't know if this is happening everywhere and once again i stalk y'all because i it's important for me to know who i'm doing business with but something that emily shared on her social media um that they're doing in the bay area um i don't know if you wanted to talk about it there's like this um I guess like this like cab service that they're having for like elderly like Asian Americans. Um, if you wanted to kind of talk about that, um, because once again, I don't have something like that in my state, but I think something like this would be important. And if you want to kind of talk about that, um, a little bit, because I saw you shared it in your story. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. So there's a company in the Bay Area that is, if you call this number, or I think it's that if you call the number, they will pay for your lift because um, they don't want elders. You have to be an, el an Asian elder or an Asian woman. Um, and I think, it, I don't know about children because I don't think children can order lifts by themselves, but like either way, um, and they will order you your lift for you. Um, just because they don't want elders or women walking along the streets by themselves. And I think, like, that's crazy that, like, it's a bittersweet thing because it's nice that they're willing to pay for people's safety to get places, but also it's come down to the point where, you know, that has to be, you know, somebody had to come up with that. 
where it's like, oh, we'll pay for their lift, we'll pay for, you know, their transportation just because they don't want other hate crimes to happen. And so it's really bittersweet, but I appreciate what the company is doing. And I think that's important. Um, don't have it, but I'm going to try to push for that. I don't know how we're going to do it, but as I, as you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a leader of this interfaith like activism um, coalition in my state. And though we don't have it, there's a huge population of Asian Americans in like the Baltimore County area and everything like that. So if you want, I mean, like, I don't know if you know these people personally, but that's just, that sounded kind of racist. I'm not going to assume you know these people personally. I'm saying like, if, if by chance you even have like a personal relationship with the person that set this up, I would love to get that information to you. I might reach out to them myself and see how they did that. So I can see if we can try to have that happen in my state. So, but we'll talk about that. Um, we go on, go offline. Um, and X, um, X and Jordan. Um, that was first off. Thank you once again to my um, to East Asians, my East Asian sisters, the, to the east and the west of me on screen. Um, <laughs> um, but thank you guys for you know speaking your truth, sharing your stories, and speak out of a place of vulnerability. Um, this is important. Like I say that you know before we could stand together as a people, I think we need to be able to sit down and have a conversation as a people. But X Jordan, how do you guys feel about them kind of sharing like their experience, especially going through like this pandemic at this time? Either one of y'all can go first. He just pointed at you. Don't point at me. I saw sister. the point, so I, I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was doing the hand, the hand gesture. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, point, uh, you go black woman. Don't point at. Don't <laughs> point at her. What's wrong? <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm so I'm picking scared. on y'all. Um, go ahead, Queen. <laughs> yeah, I think number one, I want to say thank you, and I'm incredibly grateful that you feel comfortable and feel like this is a space where you can share and be vulnerable and honest with your experiences. Um, because I know that that takes takes some guts and takes a certain level of of courage. And I just really appreciate that you feel this is a space where you can do that. So first of all, thank you. Um, but also, I think it's incredibly valuable that you share that, and I think it opens my eyes in a lot of ways because. While I knew when the whole pandemic first started, all of the things that people were saying, and I knew I heard all of all of the slurs and, and all of all of the harassment and all of the assaults that were happening, I didn't have a whole bunch of like personal connection, which means I didn't have I wasn't surrounded by a lot of conversation about it. Um, and so it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, oh, I in my little bubble am learning about this and experiencing this, but I can't talk about it. I can't get that firsthand experience because I love having firsthand conversations. Um, and so I think this is incredibly valuable because it puts a firsthand, like a firsthand face to something that we see about on the news, something that we kind of orbit around, but we don't usually have the, the moments where we have intentional conversations about it and how it's really impacting people on an immediate concrete sense. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. And thank you for being vulnerable and having these conversations with us. For sure, for sure. X, what you got for us, King? Um, I'm going to call to the Queen a little bit and say thank you for being willing to share your stories. Like, seriously, it, as she said, it takes a lot to do that um, in this setting. Um, what it's, it's hard, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, to verbalize uh, what I'm thinking because, um, like you say, like you say, uh, kid. I I I never want to speak over 
anyone from the community. I just really hate the fact that I think the last time we were all here, I talked about um, what my mom said about like keeping space open, like occupying space for like to, to listen when, you know, you feel like you can't do anything in terms of like, you know, being um, an accomplice an accomplice with, uh, with people who are, who are struggling. Um, we didn't even, we didn't even get a week to like, to do that before more of these started happening and folks were just like, Oh, Atlanta. Oh, that's old news. And that is, that's terrible because like you said, it's, it's a sense of, um, you know, PTSD for, for, for people who have been affected for the ones who have been affected. And it's like, we're we're so used to this now that something that was directly targeted to Asian people is now just like ah, dust in the wind. Like that's what is that? Um, I I don't want to get I don't want to you know go on about it because I could go on I could go on about it. Um, but it's not about me. It's not about my frustration and my rage. You know what I'm saying? um in terms of this specific topic um so i'm just i'm really sorry that folks are not taking this as seriously as they should just because it's not directly targeting them because again the idea that folks would just brush off this same thing to if it happened to people who look like them is it's we know that that's not how that would handle. I mean, look at what happened with, you know, um, uh, Cannon. I think Hennon, his name was. He was like, oh, what about Cannon? What about Cannon? Because, you know, a, you know, a black guy had, you know, uh, killed him. And it was like, there was no evidence of it being racially motivated. It was horrible. Fuck that guy. But, like, there was, it was just like, what about him? What about him? That's not a hate crime. Uh, actually, Cannon's daddy was a drug dealer and gypped the guy that apparently shot his son. Yeah, yeah, so like he, it's he, he he stepped on he stepped on his grass that one time. Uh, he spit at another kid that one time. Like you know, I'm being hyperbolic. I'm being hyperbolic, just to be clear. But it's like you you know that it wouldn't be brushed off this way because something that something that was not what happened here that happened to someone that looked like them was re reacted to w in a way that was like you know oh my gosh uh, my heart my thoughts my prayers i want justice but when it's for someone who doesn't look like them ah ah um so i just i really i try not to like despise things very often but that's just one thing i despise it's the lack of um the lack of any kind of care, empathy, urgency for when horrid things like that happen to folks who don't, who don't look like them. It's just like, ah, whatever. I despise that. I think that's what it is, too, because it's like I've gotten to a point when people say all lives matter. I'm like, act like it then. Because white people care more about dogs than they do. On God. Like, I'm just saying, like, I mean, let Michael somebody Vick, hurt an animal. Let somebody Michael, hurt a Michael puppy. Vick was on the news for five months for fighting dogs. You know what I'm saying? And something happens to a person of color. 
Oh, well, that happened so long ago. Man, let me tell you something. When Michael Vick was the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I had I've seen white folk, white folk rolling up to Steelers um stadium with signs, RIP, it's a dog's face. And I'm not saying I don't care about dogs. I have a dog. He's he's old as hell. I mean, but that's besides the point. Um <laughs> he's he's 14 and when he farts it smells like it smells like stale black and milds and and death. Um but <laughs> but my point is is like if you're telling me we have enough empathy and compassion for dogs because there's a different beat on a commercial in the arms of an angel then why can't we use this same energy for black folks unless it's to you know kind of sell your 15 cents a day commercials and y'all act like y'all actually care about black people for like five minutes on tv um that's not necessary you know that's why i just don't want to hear it I, I i don't like if you're gonna be about all lives you don't have to show me about all lives because my jesus died for all lives but my jesus also said blessed are the poor that doesn't mean f the rich it just means the the poor are also blessed for the crit for the white christians that you know try to act stupid on here but that needs to be something that needs to be reminded to people you know my you know matter is the minimum i don't want to check because whatever y'all try to write ain't gonna be big enough sorry um <laughs> i'm just saying queen you think that check will be big enough yes no no it's not they just you know what i'm saying um same i don't know maybe but maybe e is there a check is there is there a number for you check wise that's gonna work for you nah probably not no you know why because and as we saw what happened with george floyd's family 27 million dollars doesn't get rid of 400 years of ptsd there are 15 million people that are decomposing in the ocean from the middle passage. It does not add up. Thank you. What Maya say? You cannot monetize justice. See, this man, Queen, don't make me bring you on screen. You better chill out. Um, <laughs> but that come on, man. Stop, stop. Stop giving us money when we want band-aids and stop complaining about us bleeding when you keep cutting us seriously 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 like it's just it's piss poor and you know i don't really have any more news but this is just more so once again because i feel like if we're not educating people and we're just yelling at people they're just gonna think i'm angry and i'm black and i am but my name is beloved so we're not gonna just assume that i'm angry and i'm black all the time um <laughs> but I, and i can't i can only speak for myself and i'm gonna ask you guys first why because this is my podcast and i do what i want um but in you whether it's between like the relationships you have um in your local area what how is the gap looking and sarah knows what i'm talking about um, how is the gap looking amongst, and just, I get, well, we can only speak for our communities cause we're the only communities on screen and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, speak over anybody, 
but um if anybody wants to go first uh how if, if you can give like a forecast of how the gap is looking all right sarah i'm just gonna dip out you're not gonna say good night did she say bye in the chat no she did not say bye in the chat <laughs> as hell anyway x you want to go first <laughs> um when you say when you say the gap i just i just want to understand what you're uh what you're asking so i guess like with this what's been happening you know there's been it's been the who's boo boo is the biggest boo boo olympics or the oppression olympics in other words um and i'm asking like at least from what you've seen um has how with relationships you do have like are these conversations happening with people one as far as like racial reconciliation amongst communities are these conversations happening in your presence at least with your circle people you have conversations with um i, I guess that's you. a better way to ask that question um so it's tough because the folks in my circle who like i only have this circle and one or two ish more circles of people that i talk about this stuff with and we all already know that it makes no sense to um to use the anti-blackness that has resulted from the you know model minority thing as you know we we know not to uh that that conversation and hate crimes against you know um asian people they're not they're not related so, so like we don't really need to like dis discuss that or like come to a reconciliation about it because we know hey this sucks but also this is like the issue right this second got to come back to this dealing dealing present with this right but when it comes to at large there's still way too much like you said oppression olympics and like using um examples of you know um this race did a thing against this race so you know heck those guys i actually just yesterday um saw a video where it was this was in canada um you know, an Asian family had called the cops on a, a, a black family and said, you know, oh, they have a gun. They they didn't. And the cops didn't, you know, start like, You're grown. No, no, they asked questions and got it resolved and, you know, uh, you know, waved it off and everything. And like people were like laughing at the hilarity of, um, you know, not hilarity, but like the way the, the officer's mannerisms got people laughing. So Mo uh, about like a third of the people focused on that, but there were way too many folks who were just like, uh huh, and see they and I'm supposed to jump to their defense now, and I'm just like, <sighs> there's nuance, people, you know, and it's like that doesn't mean they deserve to be, you know, <laughs> be uh, you know, attacked and you know, blamed for a a, a damn pandemic, you know what I'm saying, like. <sighs> Having a situation where we're fi we're facing some sort of like negative, negative, negative like impact or attack, whatever, doesn't take mean your time, that King. Hold yeah. on, quick, because I'm, I'm gonna say this. I I'm not rushing you or anything. I'm saying no, take okay. your time because you see, you get a little, you're getting a little nervous, you get a little frustrated with yourself. Um, this is my podcast. I don't care if there's ten people watching or two people watching. This is you talking amongst your family right now. So take as much time as you need while we're having this difficult but much necessary conversation. And my camera went black again. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I feel you and I, I appreciate it. Um uh I guess 
uh, I, I guess I'll get a little, um, you know, I'll bring it from here to kind of bring it home so I don't take up the whole time. Um, I really want us to get to a point where we can – why do y'all apologize so doggone much? My goodness. Like, all of y'all apologize all the doggone time. Where's she at? This one? This one? This one, too? Good Lord. It's like, sorry, it's, sorry, people. Look, like you said, it's your podcast. It's not my podcast. If I feel like you need to apologize, I'll be like, nigga, apologize. But stop apologizing, nigga. My goodness. If you apologize for apologizing, if you apologize for apologizing because I told you to stop apologizing, we about to snatch baby hairs. Continue. I feel you. I appreciate it. Seriously. Um... Love you, brother. <laughs> Love you too, bro. Love you too. Um, no, I just, I really, we, we've all said some form of this. Uh, using, using trauma and using negative past and using negative experience as weapons against each other when the real issue is the institution that created that animosity in the first place is not going to get any, get us anywhere. You better you know talk, boy. And it, it's not just frustrating. It, it hurts to watch folks be like, and I'm supposed to stand up for them. Tuh. Because imagine, imagine if those same people suddenly went through something like, um, you know, that traumatic, you know, later in the future and that same attitude, but from the other side was sent back to them. Now, now nobody's helping anybody because of this resentment and rage and, well, you didn't help me. You didn't care about me. So I don't care about you. Like that's not going to do anything. And it's not even, it's not even a turn the other cheek. Don't worry about it. It's a, we're not, we're not, we're not, super cool yet but we need but we need to handle this thing first you know like it's not even enemy of my enemy is my friend because we're not enemies we just have really nuanced convers uh you know issues to get through you know it's not it's not you can't brush off the effects of the whole model minority thing you know you can't brush that off there is real trauma that has that has come from that, and there is real trauma that has come from the response to, uh, you know, response to that. Uh, and it's it's not good. It's not going to be an overnight thing, and it it really shouldn't be. Could you imagine trying to get people tell us all the time, "Oh, get over it, get over it, get over four hundred, get over four hundred years in what a day, a week, a month?" No. It, it 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 can't happen. Um. So re really, I just I want I really want us to to not disregard pain, loss, and tragedy just because that has been inflicted onto our communities by the people who are now experiencing who are, who are now experiencing that because. They they 
they collectively did not do it. It was individuals in that community that then pro that, that then prolonged that you know that that animosity, um, and it's it's you know we unfortunately there's stuff that we have to take responsibility for that we we didn't even do um, to even start to have that conversation. You know, it's it's one of those things where there's really no one answer. And it's, it, it's, it, it comes back to what I was saying about, you know, when we were first talking about Atlanta, it's just like, there's, there's the tragedy itself. There's the effect it's having on the, you know, the Asian community. There's the, there's the animosity between, you know, um, people who should be allies in this thing, sorry, accomplices in this thing. Um, and it's, it's it's a mess and it's it's not it doesn't feel good but i don't giving up is not an option because that because this continues otherwise and i guess the question i have to follow up everybody's response is why haven't you given up you know what i'm saying uh am i gonna go first for this one I mean, I'm the, just to kind of wrap up what your your statement is, but gotcha. why haven't you given up? Like, why haven't you stopped? Um, part of it is I'll just say straight up. Part of it is stubbornness. <laughs> um, and part of it is just is just you know, I the idea that um, you know, oh well, you know, racism wins. Screw that. What? No. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're here right now, and I'm not sure if, when, how, or why any of us have uh, contributed to what I'm talking about. I really, I really don't care in terms of getting to a solution to stop the overarching issue, which is, um, you know, anti uh, anti anything non-white, you know. And that doesn't mean that <laughs> every single white person has done every single wrong thing, but the fact that there were some white people who made a system that benefits all any uh, any and all white people after them is something that we all have to address in some way. And I refuse to let some douchebags from hundreds of years ago decide. Um, if you're not white, you're not good enough. Screw or some weirdos man. from Emily's Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, screw screw that, man. Like y'all, y'all are just mad because when we're when people who are different are together, the world is better. So screw mm. y'all. Get used to it or leave. Find an island somewhere. I don't know. Um. E picking on you first. Um. <clears throat> What's it like for you? Like, and I'll because you seem to get nervous when I spotlight you for some odd reason. Um, but what has it been like for you as far as like your circle, these conversations, the racial tension as far as the gap goes? Um, she said, LOL, they gone. Yeah, because y'all, because my moderators are the freaking best, and that includes Max because he got promoted today. Good job with his curly, curly hair. Um, <laughs> but E, what's it like for you during this time with 
like trying to have these conversations with people you do life with um your circle and how is i guess like the temperature as far as can't talk for some odd reason racial reconciliation going on with you i just want to say that they like keep on like pinging me on discord like they're just fans they're fans at this point they just like boosting your podcast my tiktoks like just fan energy but just like personally because we started a uh the racially diverse group at my school where for 30 minutes we talk within our own um communities and then 30 minutes later we get in a big group with everybody and we talk about um you know what we've had what the conversations we had so yesterday was our first one and you know i take pride in being the leader um and being the organizer for the aapi community um of that group but we all had a <laughs> what, the hell? what the hell she said we banished the, the shadow realm oh my goodness my bad e my bad no you're Boy, good you're good <laughs> But we had these conversations which were really like you know there were you know south Asia, it was mainly just south asians and east asians and one of the questions i asked that asked the south asians was when we say stop aap i hate do you guys feel included in this and they all said no and i was like can you just explain why like i'm not invalidating your feelings but can you just explain why because i would like to know more about this and mm. they said just because we're not being targeted for the hate crimes like yes there is hate around us but we're not the main focus right now and like they're really understanding with why like i don't want them to like my when i view stop aapi hate like that just that doesn't stop at east asians that goes for every single asian but just as of right now just because the social climate it is focused towards the east asian community in the Southeast Asian community. So, but it was just like having conversations. And I feel like I've gotten closer with a bunch of my um, Asian friends this year, just because even in the past like month, just because of what's going on and how it's been impacting us. And, you know, we were talked about microaggressions um, and we brought up like childhood trauma when it comes down to, you know, our own personal experiences. So. And my follow-up question to your response, why haven't you given up yet? I feel like there needs to be more voices heard. And I've always been pretty vocal about my own opinions, um, probably since like sixth grade, because I had you know a pretty racist teacher and I was kind of fed up, I was sick of it. Um, and so I like stood up to her and I think that kind of started, you know, the snowball effect of just not wanting to stop talking. And if we don't talk about it, nothing's going to change. It's going to keep on happening, but nothing's going to change. And I feel like especially with ev like everything that happened in 2020, everything that's happening right now, I think even though there is so much more that needs to be done, I feel like a lot more people are educated with what's going on. And even if like, you know, no immediate like government change has happened. I feel like talking about what's going on and educating people, that is so powerful that people actually start to understand and recognize, you know, hey, this world is this world's kind of messed up, especially here in America. It's a little little messed up. But also how my TikTok career started was calling out somebody who lied about being Asian. And just as an Asian person, I was hurt by that. Um I just I knew this kid personally. I didn't, I was like, okay, whatever. But just like knowing the fact that he 
gained a platform by lying about being Asian. That was really hurtful because like he's never gone through the experiences that I went through. He's never gone through the experience of other Asians. And so just like seeing that really gave me the motivation that like, you know, we really do need more creators. We really do need more people that have their own personal experiences, who have true personal experience and will talk about it and try to educate people. So I never want to stop talking about it. I've had friends come up to me and they're like, you need to change what you're doing. You need to change your content. Your content is like, you know, I like, and these were like close friends, friends that I consider super close. And they've came up, they've like straight up told me, they're like, you need to change your content. And it hurt. Cause it's like, I feel like what I'm doing is, you know, the right thing. And I'm glad I didn't listen to them because that's how I, they told me this when I was like probably less than 10 K and here I am now with, you know, I feel like I'm decently successful. So I never want to stop talking and never want to stop educating people. One thing, and I'll have to send you this song. It's one of my favorite rappers. He has a bar in his song that says, um, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of the top of my head. This is a guy named Andy Minio. I don't know if you ever heard of Andy Minio by chance. E. You ever heard of Andy Minio? Okay. Well, he's got this bar that says, um, um, crap. I'm trying, he, he says something along the lines of, um, must be doing something right to get this opposition. Meaning I should go the hardest when I feel like quitting. And I'm letting you know that it's going to get worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think, and I say this, and I'm trying not to cry, honestly. Um, I think what you're doing is beautiful, beautiful work. It's beautiful, beautiful work considering like how old you are. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to minimize like what you are doing. But I think the fact that you're willing to go against the grain to do what's right. And that's God's work. So you should be proud of that, honestly. Like, for real. I want you to take that. Thank you. I I appreciate it. Like, that genuinely means a lot to me. So thank you. No problem. Um, Sarah looked like she was about to. She had the hot hand. You were about to. You falling asleep over there? Z, what's going on over there? Would you pop an edible? My goodness. I mean, I ain't judging, but if you pop the Eddie, I mean, like, it's all right. You know, I'll have Queen go first. <laughs> Are you good, homie? You want to go? Or are you you good? Just checking in. You good? Talk about Z. You good over there, Z? Mm -hmm. All right, champ. All right. I'll, I'll go. All right. I got you. Um, Can you restate the question? Oh my goodness. Are y'all paying attention? See, I, it's the I, glow. Yeah, you know what I it mean, is? It's the it's the glow that you are mat that is magnified off of your face. It is just causing you to be dizzy and it threw your focus <laughs> off. We're just gonna go with that. We're just gonna say I can answer the second woman. question. I just forgot the first question, so I want to answer them <laughs> in order. <laughs> no, I was saying, um, so the question is, what is the conversations? Like, like, what is the temperature of the conversations as far as like racial reconciliation amongst like your circle, um, amongst like people you have influence over? What does it look like right now as far as like people you have influence over? And I'll ask you the second question after you're done answering the first question. So I don't want you to get thrown off. Thank so. you, because I will forget. Um, I got you. So in terms of temperature in like my immediate real life personal life, um, I think they're pretty, at this point, I've surrounded myself with people who either get it or have gotten lost. Um, the, nope, that's pretty much it. Um, so we have these conversations in my friend groups, but at this point, my friend groups also have 
a lot of trauma in them. So these aren't conversations we have super often because they can be super, super triggering. Like I tried to talk about like the shooting and the George Floyd trial. And one of my friends just absolutely like caved in on herself. And I was like, okay, we can't, this is not, we as a friend group and as my little community of my people, we're not in a place to have these conversations right now. So like we have them in passing, but we can't have them in length because all three of us just started counseling. All three of us are in a, a healing spot, but it's definitely the beginning of a long journey. Um, but in terms of my bigger, my bigger sphere of influence and my, my TikToking most specifically, um, they're hot. They're, there's some pretty warm conversations. Um, the racial reconciliation conversation is either all the way on or it's all the way off. Um, it really depends on the day. It really depends on what Miss Algorithm has decided which videos are gonna get seen by which people. Um, but I think for the most part, they're draining, but sometimes useful. Um, I know the other day I had a guy, he sent me a six paragraph hate message, um, this Asian guy. And it was like really long. It was really angry. And, and he ended it with like, like, read my message. And he started calling me names. And so like, I took my breath. And like, we actually had a really like fruitful conversation after he got past his, his pain and his anger. And we were able to, I was like, hey, like, I'm not your enemy. I know what it's like to hurt. I'm willing to talk this out with you. Like, we can talk about this. Um, but I'm not gonna hold you. Like, I had to sit down and cry afterwards. Like, it was very toxic and very draining for me. Um, and I think that we're having these conversations, but those conversations don't come without the hurt. But knowing that at the end, he was like, oh my gosh, like all those things made sense. Like, I'm really sorry I came out to you from left field. Like we can have those healing conversations if we put that anger down and we have to find people who are willing to push through all of that anger and all of that, that hurt and all of that pain. Um, so, you know, there are hot days, there are cold days, either we're talking about it, we're not talking about it. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the conversation, people are making growth and we are making connection and relationship. So that's pretty positive. Um, so, you know, some highs and some lows, buffaloes, but we do what we do. Did you just say buffaloes? Yeah, this is thing I used to do at work um, called high, low, buffalo. You got your high, your low and your funny story. And the funny story was the like at the end of the conversation, he was like, so can I get cornrows? Just asking. And I was like, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> So. Sweet baby Jesus. Um, and my follow-up question to my first question is, and why haven't you quit as far as like trying to reconcile amongst different communities and continuing to be active in your, just active in trying to close in the gap? Yeah, um, I think for starters, much like, much like X, I'm stubborn. I, I, when I'm told no, I want to fix it. Um, mostly because you told me no, but also I am a fixer. I think that there is a solution here and I think that it's almost obvious and therefore I feel like obligated to point it out to people. Um, and another reason is because I'm a firm believer in nobody's free until we're all free. And so I can't give up. I can't let racism win. I can't let sexism win i can't let massage i can't let any of those things win because it hurts to see other people hurting and in a selfish way i know that's going to come back and bite me as a darker skinned woman in the butt like if i don't fight that fight it's going to bite me in the butt or my sister in the butt or my best friend or the homie like 
nobody number one nobody's free from all free but from an of selfish stance it's like i have to fight for my liberation every minute of every day and the key to my success is the success of everybody because if i'm not like maybe i'm out of the woods but i'm not it's only a matter of time until the woods catch back up to me so partially empathy partially narcissism partially partially stubbornness <laughs> gotcha um z if you're up for it um if you don't want to i mean you're you're fine if you if you're if you're not uh, look we we respect boundaries right here oh you're not paying attention either okay if you had a if you had an ed ed and eddie i'm not judging but um <laughs> but um so the question is what does it look like for you at least from your perspective um you know we're trying to close in this gap amongst communities um racial reconciliation with people you have influence over and like how is that looking for you on your end whether it's in your town within circles people you talk to is that clearer okay you keep unmuting oh my god <laughs> you're fine I took, some okay. medicine. I took some medicine give me a minute what kind of medicine is it that like benadryl is benadryl <laughs> Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Where was I? I'm sorry. The question. Um, uh, um, <laughs> I don't think I should answer this right now. That's fine. Amen. Look. That's fine. It's okay. does it to you every time. It's all good. And she's also like four foot ten. So it hit her like a wrecking ball. So. <laughs> oh, good lord. Over five foot. Good for you. I appreciate that. Uh, Sarah, I think she's like. Four eight. I think I'm she's four eleven. But like, I'm only like two inches taller than her. So. Barely. <laughs> I mean, team six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo said team six feet, six three, by the way. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for myself, um, it's been a little weird, especially in like the like DMV area, I would say, especially Maryland. Um, like I've been getting a lot of responses like, and just tech, checking the temperature in my own state, I was talking to one of my buddies in my community group. He said, you notice that they're not getting protect all Asian lives or protect all lives as a rebuttal or stop all hate. You know what I'm saying? And I thought about that. I was just like, can we just be grateful that they're not? And at least if we're just not seeing it as much, I don't know. Um, and I think that's kind of sad yeah, y'all are Maya, you're tall for a chick, personally. Um, but it's and I'm not tall, I just drank milk and went to bed on time. I'm totally lying. Um, <laughs> um, but what did this fool just say? You live in the department of motor vehicles. You're about to get demoted, Max. Max, DMV means Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. Damn it, boy. 
you disappointed. That got me. <laughs> um, but for me, um, I'm going to have to edit that out on the audio version. They're going to be like, why are you talking about who's this Max guy? I don't remember him being on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, the DMV is not another name for Baltimore. Gosh, stop trying to help in the comment section. <laughs> We're not sticking. We're not sticking with what Max said. Y'all, I'm about to block all y'all. All y'all about to get blocked. The moderator. I I, I, I I thought the same thing as Max for a second. I have the same thought every time, and all my friends were from the DMV for like four years. Um, I think Jordan and I need to just like run for our lives. Like we need to. How am I gonna catch you through a computer screen? Like, <laughs> ew, can't relate. Oh my goodness, NT way, <laughs> NT way. Whew. Come on, colored folk. My goodness. Um, <laughs> um, but for me, I think there's a lot of I don't know going on. Um, I'll say this publicly because this is, I do what I want on my podcast. But like for me myself, um. Having feelings, for instance, for a woman of uh, a, an American of Asian descent and kind of going through this time period, it's kind of weird to approach my Asian brothers and sisters during this time because it's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry you're traumatized. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That just sounds like a terrible thing to say. Um, and I know this simply because I've had people do this. I've had people do this to me they're like hey man i'm sorry that it sucks to be black bro and i'm like ah if just just, just do a line of pop rocks anyway um but it's um it's just weird i think there's this is new territory for a lot of people especially in my state so the conversations can't even begin to happen because people don't even know how to approach one another during this time um, and I think a lot of that is what's going on. Um, and it's kind of upsetting because me being mixed, I'm just going to ignore my comment section. I'm not dealing with them right now. Um, I guess it's a bit tenacious for me because, you know, belonging to like three different communities. And I think I talked to you about this, E. Um, but, you know, falling under like, three different communities and three different communities being like impacted. It's kind of like, which one do I tend to first? You know what I mean? Um, and I don't feel like I should even have to have a loyalty to one specific community, I would say. So it's kind of weird because there, like, there's a lot of gatekeeping on my end. When I say gatekeeping, like I'm like, Oh, you shouldn't even be in these conversations. And I think that's ridiculous. Um, but I think that's what the issue is, is like not a lot of people know. Not a lot of people know what to do. And I think that's what's the most upsetting because it's like, well, we just need to do something. Like we need to speak up. Or better yet, if we're not going to speak up, just amplify. And I think that's where it's become frustrating because I feel like I have to like teach people how to be decent human beings. <laughs> at 27 and i'm the also the youngest person but the leader of my coalition i guess 
I'm not saying that any, and I'm not saying any of you are guilty for this. I just feel like, for me, a lot of people think I have a lot of the answers, and I don't. I'm not a great activist. I'm, when I say that, I think that there's a lot of things I can learn on, and I think that it becomes a bit overwhelming because a lot of people are coming to me with these questions I just don't know the answers to. So in the DMV, Delaware, Count DC, Maryland, not Department of Motor Vehicles, Virginia area, I would just say that people are scared to approach one another. And we were already, it seems like if we were already scared to approach one another before these things were happening, they're not going to get any better um, with all this stuff happening. But the reason, the absolute reason, and I'm going to get churchy real quick, why I have not quit, um, is, and I'm not ashamed of my faith either, but, you know, I got saved and, you know, I lived 19 years going to hell on a scholarship, <laughs> majoring and minoring and being a piece of crap. Um, and, you know, I always tell people the Lord had to wait on me. So who am I to be impatient with imperfect people? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think when it comes to, for instance, like my own people, 400 years of trauma it's probably going to take, I don't want it to, but it might take 400 years of work. But here's the thing, though. I'm one of those people, I like to get, do 40 hours of work in an eight-hour shift. Um, That's just me. And I think, you know, because it's not only about me, it's about my kids, too, that I haven't had yet. Because they're going to be some shade of brown. You know what I'm saying? Um if I'm not comfortable bringing kids into this world, then that means I need to do everything in my adulthood to make sure I did everything in my power to make this a safe place for them. So, and I would pass the mic to Sarah, but she looks like she got slipped to Mickey. So we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a, good play oh i do love you guys don't get it twisted y'all entertain me all the time on top of the people that have like three second attention spans like poor sarah good god um <laughs> you can i just you're gonna love this look at you like do you know how <laughs> i hope you're not crying because if you're crying then i'm concerned so we're just gonna do this real quick because in case you're actually upset i don't want to profit off of that so unless anybody else has anything to say i'll check the temperature on screen anybody else got anything to say yeah i um it i got you brother yeah what you just said about um future future generations i think just in real time struck a chord with me because um i don't think like take a second to really think about like what we're doing right now translate that to like i don't know 30 40 years ago right like what would that look like that would look like us finding a spot to meet and having you know 30 40 50 some odd people a day and you know talking to our talking to them about our points like you know jordan you doing your video uh on intersectionality but you're talking to people Emily and Sarah, uh, you do you doing your thing, but in person. Uh, you know, kid doing your thing, but in person. Um, 
you know, me doing my thing for like this. I don't think our ancestors um, could have imagined this would happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even, even the fact that we are in a spot where we're just like, this work is hard. This work is hard because it is. I'm not going to be like, well, hey, silver lining. But I really think that the fact that folks listen to us and aren't just like, ah, there go those, there go those colored folks talking about equality again. Like they're actually taking us seriously. I think that's something. That's, and I think that um, the fact that we're here right now, I call myself a realistic optimist all the time. And, you know, the, 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 real, the realistic part is, you know, me talking about how there's nuance about, you know, animosity between communities. Uh, but the optimism part of me is just like, if we're here right now, like if, if TikTok videos can make people like learn, can like help people be like, yeah, actually, you know what? Screw racism. And oh, wow, I actually do benefit from this system that wasn't made by me, but benefits me and actually like uh, stirs up genuine conversations. Um, not only do I feel like... Um, not only do I feel like it's our responsibility to like keep that going for the future, but also I feel like progress can be made and should be made because again, we, we, we've all said some form of it. Um, racism is racism is bullshit, is bullshit and racists are bullshit and they don't, they don't, they don't deserve to undo all the progress that's been made. You know, this does, this, country in this world isn't just theirs it's all of ours we didn't ask to be here but we are here um and we will continue to be here um and we we have the right to live in a place where oh you look different so you matter less we deserve to live in a place where that's not the case because get out of here with that I think I'm going to wrap it up with <sighs> Really? How pro black am I that my camera decides to shut off? This is absolute bullcrap. I am being, <laughs> I am being sabotaged by them. I'm kidding. I'm not about to have a Nick Cannon moment on my own podcast. I, by the way, hit 100 subscribers yesterday. So I'm just going to, you know, shameless, shameless plug and praise for myself. Um, is she... So you got to wear it all the clap. Oh, good goodness. <laughs> um, but anyway, y'all. Um, <clears throat> there's no reason in giving up. You know, I kind of look at it as my family, my ancestors, if they wanted me to give up, they would have dropped if they wanted me to give up, they should have dropped my ancestors in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, fix this. Let's not go off. Oh, look at my pretty brown eyes. Tyler talking about I want green eyes. What is wrong with this nigga? He ain't here today, but I'm gonna talk bad about him like he is. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, man. Um if they wanted us to quit, they should have dropped our ancestors in the ocean. 
You know what I mean? They should have defeated me in the fetus. You should have, like, there's all these things that, you know, it would be a discredit <clears throat> and an injustice to all the work, not even just my bloodline, but just like people that look like me in history have put in. I can't give up. You know what I'm saying? I, I just can't. Because right now there's a there's a little black kid. There's a little Asian kid. That's like, I don't know if I feel like I have a voice. You know what I'm saying? But there's people that look like Emily and look like Sarah and look like Jordan and look like X. And like, or you could just do it. You know what I'm saying? Or you could just do it. So the only thing I can tell everybody is I'm going to fix this up because, you know, I don't know why Zoom and everything else is being stupid. Am I? This is weird. I know this is OBS for those that don't know. I'm a computer nerd. Um, But <clears throat> if not us, who will? You know what I mean? Um, If not us, who will? You know, I'm I'm. I'm not interested in standing aside people on screen or in the streets at people that don't want to get their hands dirty. And though it's not the sexiest job in the world, and for me specifically, it definitely doesn't pay well. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> it's the most... It's the most fulfilled i've ever felt in my life as far as like the work i do um meeting the people i've met in the internet like you guys um and i want you to know that you know those in the comment section like my divinity group and those on screen with me that you guys have changed my life tremendously and i don't want to i don't want even our encounters to be a disservice by getting bored and getting i feel like giving up because i can't um so Everybody tuning in tonight and everybody was watching and all the weirdos from my little sister's discord. Y'all, I don't, Jesus died for y'all too, but you know what? <laughs> I'm so kidding. Um, maybe I'm not, I don't know yet. Um, thank you for tuning in. Even the, even the, the punk, I'm going to be really delicate with what I'm trying to say here. Even my opposition. Because, you know, that lets me know that I'm at least on the right path. And obviously, my little sister is making some noise because y'all came in the fold. And y'all ran my numbers up. So, it really was counterproductive for y'all. And it just... Thank you. Thank you, honestly. Um, thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, I'm more than likely not going to be here tomorrow for a podcast. But... Continue to have these conversations or start having these conversations with people that do and don't look like you. Um, and, you know, take advantage of the fact that we have technology and we could do this. So don't even it, it shouldn't be an excuse why you can't have these conversations with people just because they're not in the room with you. You know what I'm saying? Especially since a lot of y'all are thirsty for attention nowadays. I think that you could put a little more effort into just, you know, trying not to be a piece of crap. I don't know. That's just me. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. What not an idea. 
not not at all actually i'm not kidding at all i'm i absolutely mean that with all of my heart all of my blackness and all of my heart with your um, whole chest with my whole bird chest you damn skippy um <laughs> hey man i see queen laughing at me on my monitors hey if i can't crack on myself you know i can't crack on anybody else you know what i'm saying um but thank you for tuning in tonight always remember you are beautiful blessed and beloved raisins don't go on potato salad why because it's demonic stop doing that okay that's weird and i saw somebody put raisinets in in macaroni salad on easter y'all oof and jesus wasn't white have a good night rant over <laughs>